Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to take a second to talk about one of my favorite brands right now. You guys know I don't give bad recommendations, so I really want to introduce you guys to my friends over at Bright. They are an anal bleaching company, but their products work head to toe. They do in treatments as well as take home products that literally show instant results. Guys, I did not believe it myself until I went to a show and they did a trial on my hand and I'm not kidding. My hand was lighter within two to three minutes. Swear. The company is not only women owned, but the really cool thing about this product is that it is all natural ingredients and can be used on all Fitzpatrick's. So if you are an esthetician that's looking to add something to your space that not only helps to lighten your skin, but makes you crazy money, their treatments roughly cost $3 and 40 cents for you to use, but you can charge anywhere from 50 to $290 per treatment, which is like an insane ROI. So I could not keep this to myself. I love the brand. I love what they stand for. And what's really cool is that they're fans of the podcast. So they gave me a code exclusively for you guys. And they told me before they gave it to me, they do not give codes out. So I felt really special. So you can save 10% on the link below using the code TWP, which obviously stands for the waxing podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to the brand and I am excited to welcome you to the Bright family. (laughs) I love it. I love that so much. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Waxing Podcast, where I have on, which is why we're giggling so much, because I cannot stop talking about how obsessed with this guest that we have on today. So anyway, welcoming Nicole. I'm so excited. You have no idea. Like, so much. I'm... Okay. I'm it's like I'm the host. I'm the one that's supposed to be getting it together. Okay. Okay. So here we go. I've been following you for a really long time. And it's really funny because I just told you this, but I've genuinely been wanting you on the podcast for so long because you don't mimic anybody. Like you really have your own sanctuary and like I just can't wait to learn about you. I'm so for real right now. You literally, you gave me, that's so nice, honestly, like, that's so nice, because I feel like, you know, I'm not the only one who does brows, so having something where, you know, I'm trying to be a little bit different, and not like everyone else, and for you to notice that, that really means a lot to me, honestly. I can just totally tell that your creative mindset takes a hold of like your whole business process. So I am like genuinely excited to really hear like the beginning stages of where you started, like if esthetician or, you know, whatever license you got were, was like always the plan or like what your kind of journey looked like. So if you wanted to start off with, um, well, you can start off with like your business now, um, like a short, cause we'll go into that in a little bit, but then going into like your first days as an esthetician my first oh gosh you know so my first day as an esthetician okay well I I went to college for like two years and I say I went to college but I really didn't I didn't even go to my classes just because in the back of my mind I was like I know I want to go to beauty school you know and so I finished in 2011 
And then mm-hmm. I didn't start doing like aesthetic work until like maybe like three years after that. Um, and I we're similar always, in that way. Yeah, and yeah. I always loved eyebrows. But if you think about it, like in 2011, no one cared about eyebrows. Like that was not a thing. So I was kind of lost for a little bit, you know. Like I was like, what am I? What do I do? Do I do facials? Do I do what do I do? And so. I did facials for like a hot second. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, how was it? <laughs> um, wasn't me. I, you know, I can enjoy getting a facial, but when I'm giving facials, I'm just like, I want to be like, okay, so like, what are you doing? What do you do? What do you have plans today? Like, what's up? Like, it's just too calming for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I like more quick fixes, you know. Like, I just want to transform someone's face in like 30 minutes, and like, you know, that gives me so much enjoyment it's like the satisfaction of just transforming someone's face in 20 minutes you know I always say Um, like with facials too I'm like you know it really was only up to us for a certain percentage of time before it was in their hands to get the results so it's like with waxing and fast services and instant gratification and kind of like enhancements like lamination you can give such this aha moment in such a short time and they leave with already the result so it's like really fulfilling in that moment versus like we'll see what happens in six months like I don't want to see what happens in six months I want to see what happens now that's that's my point and like I'll see you in like two months to check on you know like I that was not my thing so to answer your question, the first day being an esthetician, I was so lost. Like, that was it. I was just like, what do I do? Like, I, I went to school. I passed, which I'm super excited about. But it's like, I can't do brows because no one cares. Like, I just, I was lost. And I feel like a lot of people are that way. And I feel like a lot of mm-hmm. people give up because they don't know what to do right away. But I am the first one to tell you, having Arch, that took, it did not happen overnight. It didn't happen in months. It, it happened in years um, and I've had this business for a little over six years now and I I honestly still feel like I'm just getting started which is so crazy to say but it's I have so much more to give you know do you feel so. like it's really hard for you to like do it so not slowly because you know you said you're six years and you feel like you're just getting started but you have so much to do like how does that work like how do you not want to explode and just like want it all done tomorrow and you're like okay it's a process I'll be here for a long time not just for now yeah honestly this can sound weird but I have a lot of I, I know timing is everything because when I got my license I knew, I knew in the back of my head, like, I know that I want to have my own business one day. I just know that at that time, it wasn't going to happen. And I'm okay with the process. I'm okay with watching everything unfold because I feel like if you want something so bad and you rush to it, it's not going to happen the right way. It's not going to happen the way it's supposed to. So even though it's been such a long journey, I feel like everything is happening out and when it's supposed to. Um, but... It's been a long process, but I'm happy to where we are now, you know? Um, From whenever you were doing, like, facials, you said, for a hot minute, like, when was the time that you were just like, it's it's time? Like, I cannot do this anymore. Like, I want to pursue brows. (laughs) Yeah. So going back to the first day. (laughs) So so there is a a place in my um, 
my city and they only do Facebook. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna try. So I did it and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even have any clients. What do I, what do, I do? And so I did that for literally two months. I, I quit so fast. And then I was like, okay, maybe it's just the place. So then I, I worked at another spot, same thing. And I'm like, okay, hmm. So then I just kind of quit everything. And then I applied at Ulta Beauty. And then I, I got a job at Benefit, waxing eyebrows. So then I was like, okay, wait, I think I'm onto something. And so that passion kind of ignited again. And I was like, people like getting their brows done now. Like maybe this is my time. So I worked there for, I think it was like three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you know, when you're working in like a big corporate place, sometimes you're promised like, oh, you're going to become manager. You're going to become this and this. And I just kind of felt stagnant. I was like, I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. And so I was like, okay, well, I think I'm going to quit. So <laughs> so I like, quit. You're like timing. We're gonna we're gonna be patient, and and now we're at the time. <laughs> yeah, now it's time. So yep. after quit, I was like, okay, well, I know that people there's an interest for brows, so that's cool. But I was still lost, and then I knew that I loved makeup. I loved makeup too. So then I applied at Sephora. I am diehard Sephora. Like if I could mm-hmm. work there, like oh my, and still really? have oh my gosh, I. I don't know what it is. I love retail. I love people. I love talking. Like, and I love the loud music. I was just, I love Sephora. (laughs) I love this for you. I don't love Sephora because Sephora takes all my money. (laughs) I know. Okay. It's like you would go to Target and you only buy things that you need. I'm that person. I don't buy more than I need. So at Sephora, I'm like, I only came for mascara. So I'm going to get mascara. And I think it's because I worked there, so I know people can rack up, and I'm like, not doing that. But anyways, so, worked at Sephora for, I think it was almost four years. I became a manager. I kind of forgot everything about waxing. I forgot about my dream of having my own place. I forgot about brows, because I was so in Sephora. Um, And I became a manager then, and I thought I was going to do big things with Sephora, but there was just something in me. I'm like, I know I'm not really supposed to be here, like, forever. Um, And I remember I told my manager at the time, she's no longer there, and I said, I think I want to start my own, like, little business. And she was like, doing what? And I was like, I kind of want to do brows. And she was like, what else? And I said, I think that's it. She was like, I don't think that's going to work. And I was like... I felt so defeated and I was like, but I think that's really what I want to do. I think it's time. And she was like, well, good luck with that. So I think she kind of gave me the push that I needed. I was just going to say, sometimes it, it almost gives you the, the, the benefit of the, the push of being like, you can't do it. And you're like, watch me. Watch me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was a really hard conversation to have because I was leaving a job that I was making pretty decent money. I was newly, not newly married, but I was still in my newlywed kind of a phase and um, a lot of people were like, you're gonna walk away from Sephora, like you have the benefits, you have like, you know, the good pay, you have all the free makeup and skincare. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I just don't feel like I'm supposed to be here. I need, I need more and I wanna do what I wanna do. So, left. 
Now, do you feel like, because it's so interesting that you said that, like I said, I like love getting into people's stories, especially because Instagram really does like tell you a very small portion of somebody's life. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't really go back to the beginning days. It's often like forgotten about when it's been so long, but I'm like thinking about the fact that you went from working two corporation jobs to then owning your business. Do you think there were some major benefits of like structure and like organizational skills and like things of being a manager that has helped pivot yeah. you into like your business today. Hey, I don't know. I think I left something. Okay. I have to back up. So yeah. I- <laughs> You're like, hold on. No, hold on. <laughs> um, so when I left my job, um, remember I was, I was lost. Don't forget. I was lost for a hot minute. And so, <laughs> I literally found myself working after benefit, working at a children's boutique for three that had nothing to do with anything that I wanted to do. Um, Like I was selling really expensive children's clothing, like really expensive children's. It's like a, it was a story. It was like an anthropology for babies. Pretty much. Stop. And you have multiple children. So you understand how insane that is. Yes. To have a baby's anthropology. Like, my son just grew up <laughs> on Monday, like, all over himself. And I'm thinking, if that were an anthropology baby shirt. <laughs> no, I know. No. But it I was... would throw away the kid. No. <laughs> Keep the shirt. <laughs> I get it. it was... This store, it was, it was a cool store. Beautiful aesthetic. It was, it was awesome. And I, and I was, and I think about it now. I'm like, why was I there for so long? Okay. So, um, and it was a small business. So if you take that experience, small business, right? So I, I got to know how a small business was ran, um, like the ins and outs of having a small business and ordering things and making sure things are here on time, all of that stuff. Um, was it where I wanted where I wanted to be at that time? No, but I think it's where I needed to be. And I didn't know that until later on. And so I was working at the children's boutique for three years, then Sephora, and then I decided to do my own thing. And so I look back now, and every job that I had kind of helped me to where I am today, obviously. Um, with, with the boutique, it's like, again, I learned how to run a small business, what to do, what not to do. Um, but Sephora, Sephora as a company, they have amazing core values. And one of the most amazing core values that I learned from them was work-life balance. That's like mm. something like they really, really strive to embed in their, in their employees. And I learned, I learned so much there. I learned how to talk to different people, um, like the customers. I learned how to engage with different personalities and, you know, and I have employees now. So everything just mm-hmm. kind of works out. Um, so I, where I am today, it, it, it has helped me, all of those jobs that I, I've had. And in that moment, you're just like, why am I here? Like, what am I doing? You know, but I look back and I'm like, I'm so thankful for all of those jobs that I had. You know, I like keep thinking about the fact that you were a manager at Sephora and how you said that you were dealing with different personalities. And like, I'm sure you were dealing with like not only customer personalities, but you were dealing with people you had to manage personality wise. And so when I think about having employees like in a beauty business, it really works the same. You have different people that have different needs that react differently to certain situations. So has that also been just been such a catalyst into like keeping, because of course I followed you for a long time. I know that you keep your employees. Yes. So that's, 
I think having employees is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done before in my life. <laughs> um, yeah. Because at Sephora, so I was, I was, they call them cast members. So I was a regular cast member, right? So I, um, I became friends with all of my, my, you know, colleagues, and then I became a manager. So it's like, how are they supposed to respect me when I'm their friend too? And that's kind of what I, I can, I learned a lot from that because having employees, it's like, okay, they're my friends, but they have to respect me because I'm, I'm their boss, but still their friend it's that is probably the hardest thing ever um and everyone has a different personality and it's trying to learn how to navigate and talk to your personalities because one person isn't going to um respond the way that person's going to respond when they're being corrected you know Mm -hmm. so um it's having employees is hard and i obviously i love to treat my employees well but there comes a time where it's like it's their time to go too, you know, and you can't take it personal. That's one thing I've learned in having employees is you can't take things personal because it's about that. Now, what do you, if there's like an advice that you could give somebody who is maybe solo right now, or maybe they're, they have a couple employees, but they're looking to expand and grow. Like, do you feel like there is advice that you can give them, whether that be like hire slowly or, you know, I guess, yeah, like what advice do you have to give to like another esthetician? That is the key is to hire slowly. Hire slowly. Do not be in a rush to hire a team because this team will represent you and represent your business. Um, And to be honest, having a team wasn't on my radar at all. I didn't think I ever wanted a team, uh, but the demand was so strong. I was like, okay, well, maybe I want to create Arch as brand and have employees and so again that's something that didn't happen overnight and um I didn't find five girls right away it literally happened like years here a year there a year there so definitely take your time and don't rush that because having employees is hard but when you find good employees and you invest time into them it's the best thing ever you know do you Yeah. Do you, um, going into like starting Arch, like what was like the main, what was like the main goal that you had? I mean, you just had this Sephora person tell you, you can't do it. Right. So you're thinking, okay, like not only can I do it, I'm going to prove to you that I'm going to do it. But then like, where did your creativity come from that, you know, really expanded it into what it is today? Did it start out like that? Or has this like been an evolving factor into your business? So, um, I first started a small office studio that was like 200 square feet <laughs> and um, having like a, an aesthetic was always important to me um, and during that time in 2000 2000- that baby anthropology store right <laughs> it's really <laughs> having a good aesthetic is important to me and so I was in that small office studio I was like okay how can I make this like a good aesthetic and so my husband actually is like, he is like top notch. He can design things. Like he's such a good eye. So I can't take the credit for what Arch looks like completely because he's like a one. He helps me out a lot. Um, I think I'm rambling. I don't think I answered your question. No, I like didn't even know. See, it's so cool to me that like you and your husband have worked with this together. Cause I'm like, 
how amazing that you know both of you guys are able to use your strengths to like create arch and what it is i'm like that's just like a such a duo moment you want to know something that's cool with them too so when i was starting out like um with my little small studio on shop he actually was working at costco and he was going to school to become an accountant like i think he was like majoring in like account management or whatever and so then we, our stories kind of aligned and we became like a really good team because now he's a CPA and he's my CPA and he does like payroll, he does all of that stuff, which I'm just like, wait, what? So yeah, you don't want to do, right? <laughs> I don't know how to do, I don't want to do it. And so we're like a good team. So we always like look back and we're like, wow, it, everything just kind of worked out the way it was supposed to. And timing too is like everything. So I... It's great. Like we're such a good team, and he doesn't. He doesn't like to take any of the credit. And like, because of you, like you're kind of operating pretty successfully, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny that you say that because it's like I always say the most important things whenever you start your business is like having your numbers in place, like knowing, especially with like payroll and being in, and having employees like those are things that don't come easy you don't just wake up one day big I know exactly how to run payroll oh. and w9s and all of the things it's a lot it's a lot so I'm I'm forever grateful for him because he he does that for me I just kind of do like the creative side and he does more of like the, the back end business side which yeah works out Yes, I'm I'm taking from this. If you are somebody who does not have a partner, go find one that's a CPA. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a good you need a, and good, a good one. <laughs> okay, so you're in your 200 square feet space. You're yeah. you said you're in a small town. So, yeah. I'm assuming besides an Ulta, there's not many people that do what you do. And so is yeah. the competition high? Like where was the part where you're like, "Wow, demands are like beyond just okay. me and my 200 square foot space. I always said I'm gonna, but, but I feel like, it, so have you ever heard of Fresno? Um, I feel like I have, but I also could be completely making that up. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, like, it's, big. it's big and it's growing. Like I wouldn't say we have like a thousand people. We've got a, we've got a lot of people here. Um, and I feel like, I first started, um, so in 2016, when I first started, what I was doing, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, you just said the cows. Wow, this is cool. I started an Instagram, and it literally, I don't want to say it blew up, but it got some attention, you know, and so um, everyone was like, oh my gosh, go to her, she just does brows, and must be good, right? And so that's kind of how it started. Um, word of mouth, I honestly wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Instagram to be honest I started doing like before and afters and just I did a lot of talking I did a lot of like I use what I learned at Sephora like guys I'm wearing this lipstick um it's so cool it's really pretty oh look at this like new lotion I have or this is a bronzer I'm using so I kind of took my Sephora education and I tied it into my brow life and people related to me in that way. So I, instead of just being one to do their eyebrows, I became more of a friend behind mm -hmm. the screen, if that makes sense. Um, and so I feel like people would come and they would be, they would relate to me and we'd have conversations. And I think that just kind of like grew. So um, 
a lot of people nowadays are doing what I do, 100%. Mm-hmm. Fresno is full of people that just do brows because brows are a thing right now, you know? And it's, it's amazing because kind of- I'm like, you started in 2016 maybe when um, it wasn't as popular. Like, you're, you're the one that took the risk, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I sometimes forget that. And I sometimes don't give myself a credit, I don't think. Um, and I feel like sometimes a lot of people are like, are you proud of yourself for doing this? And I'm like, I have never sat back and, and I've never been like, you know what? Um, but I really am for taking that risk, you know? It's a, it was a big deal for me at the time to leave my, my great job to do brows. Like, how silly does that sound, you know? Like what do you do for a living? I do brows. Like, I still kind of feel weird Oh, saying- totally. Yeah, because it's like, nope. you know, because then there's like this moment of being an esthetician too where like you know what you're doing and like you know it's big and like you have a business and like all this stuff, but then it's weird. Like you get in front of somebody and they're like, what do you do? And you're like, you don't want to just be like, oh, like I'm a founder of arch. Like, so you're just, but then you like also say like, oh, I just do brows, but it's like you do so much more. Like it's it's weird being an esthetician, you know? I can't Oh, yeah, good. (laughs) You know, but I'm really proud. I'm really proud of this industry because brows are just, they're a huge part of this industry. I'm I'm just really happy to be a part, you know? No, for sure. I, I like cannot agree with you more. And I think it's really cool when you learn that like, it's not, um, as common to find a esthetician who offers facials, brows, waxing, like um, spray tans, like all in one place. Like you go to these people who now niche down and specialize in a specific service, which then returns into like a better service because it's it's more educated in right. the term. You know, they're doing it all the time, so you become yeah. an expert in your field. Exactly. It's kind of like. What is it? Oh my, an in and out. Know what that is? Oh, an in and out. Um, no, and I'm sad about that. I had in and out in Vegas a couple of weeks ago when I went for the IECSC show, and I'm just always sad. Nope, nope, no okay. in and out over here. So I like to compare myself to in and out because about it, like in and out, they have like so it's like guaranteed. But so it's like with me, brows laminate. But it's like guaranteed to be good because, you know, it's you specialize in that. What I, I do love that. Me. I love the analogy of you and In and Out. Like, <laughs> I think it's great, actually. <laughs> right, but it makes sense, you know. Like, yeah, get it. for sure. I do get it. It reminds me, I'm like coming out with a product right now, which it's not launched yet. So I like literally can't even share like a little peek. Although you know what, I actually think this episode will be out when this product launches but for the sake of it I always compare myself how you just did with in and out I always compare myself and you you would have to have a cat to know this but like the litter robot like I I say I'm the litter robot of waxing (laughs) funny that is funny that's clever (laughs) everyone it's funny if the product's out people will go oh that correlates nicely I'll be, I'll be waiting. Yeah. All you'll vision is like, cause for me, I'm like, they took something so obvious and so like 
dead and like you know what people thought was like a nail in the coffin done set and they they just completely innovated it and now it's like it's just so incredible to me so anyway i'm always like i want to be the litter robot of the waxing industry (laughs) you're basically you basically are (laughs) let's let's hope (laughs) that's awesome i do get it i do um, so you now have, do you still have two locations? Okay, no. So I was in, so, okay, I live in Fresno and there's another city called Clovis. I mean, it's literally but Fresno and Clovis. And so um, I was in Clovis for three years and it was a, it was a great location for me. Like, it was awesome. Um, really, really old building, really old. And my landlord was in South Dakota, so I've never met him before. Everything was just like via text or phone call. Um, and the building was just, it was just bad. And so I, I did a lot of cosmetic work um, and I turned it into something really cool. So that was my first ever storefront. Um, so that was a really big deal for me. So we decided to move because the building was just getting too old and you, you kind of need a good landlord, you know, and we had to move on. And so, but before I moved on, I did have another location in Fresno. So we had two going at the same time and I had enough employees to kind of um, have two locations open. So I think I had a total of six girls at the time, three in Clovis, three in Fresno. Um, and when Clovis was like kind of falling apart, I was like, everyone's gonna merge to Fresno. So that's what we did. Nice. And, and every, it worked out. Yeah, because you said that they were pretty close to each other too. So it wasn't like the commute was so hard for people that were in one location to now go to the next. Right. right. Yeah, it wasn't too, too bad. It was probably like... Um, so not crazy bad, but further than a third. But yeah, so we merged every month, close, close. Now, of course, I have to take a moment to just talk about this particular spot in your business because this is where it kind of shifts over to the fact that I told you I look around in the industry, follow so many business owners and all that stuff, yet I don't feel like I've ever found an esthetician quite like you who was able to not only create a business bar which essentially is like an open space really cute I like it because I know and I can feel the energy from your um, employees that they all chat in between and like their clients are all like talking like I love it but then you also extended it into like a coffee shop where you can further the like collaboration and also like experience of your brow bar which I just think is absolutely genius thank you I have coffee shop it's so cool to me <laughs> it's um, the coolest I, I'm not kidding you it was uh, there was only one story which like had me jaw dropped when I was like <laughs> more people need to do this and it was this guy, his name is Jamie Long he lives uh-huh. in the UK and he said it's super common in the UK for you to have a beauty business in your backyard in the garden in like a green room Love and that. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. That yeah. sounds amazing. Incredible. 
But that's like the, you know, the gist of it. I'm like, I don't, you don't see that yet. When I look around, I don't see what you did either. So tell me like, where, where was like an aha moment that you were like, let's collab and collide these two businesses together. So, um, obviously, well, my husband and I, every Sunday after church, we go, like we enjoy having coffee, taste of coffee. Um, and so I remember one of my employees who she's no longer with me, her husband worked at a local and um, he decided to, to leave that coffee shop. And so I was like, how about we like start, start like a cart? So we started a coffee cart and um, it went really well. And then he, I think he did the coffee cart and he merged to Fresno with us for, I think, a little over a year. Um, and then when her, when my, my employee at the time left, he decided to go with her. So then we were left with like this coffee area and me and my husband were like, let's just do it ourselves because we love coffee so much, you know? So we hired, kind of where we are today, we hired two baristas and we're just, we're doing it. The idea just came because I felt like I wanted to do something different. You know, I, and I love coffee, so I wanted to do two of the things that I love, browsing coffee. Does it make sense? Probably not, but it just works, you know? I think it's like such marketing genius though, because so many people get coffees. And so if they're getting coffees and looking to their left while they're waiting and being like, I mean, everyone has brows. You know what I mean? Like it's, and, and a lot of people like coffee. So like, it really does complement each other, but at a yes. first glance, like at a first glance to a business plan, you'd be like, does this yes. work? But it does. It does. And so it's cool because we have our coffee shop, right? And the baristas we have are, they'll, they'll make a sample of a drink, they'll walk around and people get their brows down. They're like, hey, do you want to try this matcha I have today? And okay, so they drink it. What do they do when they're done? They order a drink, right? Mm-hmm. So, and my husband and I, we um, we go to LA a lot, and um, I want to be. I wanted to create a store where it felt like you were out of town, and I feel like that's what we kind of did. When people walk in, they're always like, "Oh my gosh, I don't feel like I'm in Fresno," and I'm like, "Done. I love that. That's literally my goal." I love yeah. it too. And it's true. I literally feel like I've not seen anybody do something like that. So it, it is very like LA, if you really do think yeah. about it, like, you know, LA kind of does these like wacky, quirky things that just work. Yes. And I think that you brought that system into your business, but then also gave it your own personality, right? You didn't just like take it and run you, you made it yours. And I think that's really cool. Thank you. I'm, I'm honestly, even though I've been doing this for a while, I've only been in that location for about a year. And every time I walk, I'm say I'm the first one there, just having that moment of just like, wow, this is really cool. Like, it's so important to me, you know? And the fact that there's people that want to work there is even cooler to me, you know? It's like I've done something right. 
And I know that you have such amazing employees and like, obviously I know that you love your business so much. Is there like a working schedule that you have yourself doing? Like, do you have a goal to step outside of the business to like work on the business a little bit more? Like what is, what's your goal? Cause I know that you've been running it for six years. Do you like love, I know you said you love talking to people and you wish that you could be at Sephora. So I'm going to guess that you like genuinely love being there. So I don't get to work as much as I would like to. I mean, obviously I can, but I don't want to. Um, so I only work about like three days a week, maybe two and a half, because some of my days are just half days. Um, but I find myself still like going with the kids. <laughs> like, hey guys, how's it going? Um, just because it's, I love being there. And it's so amazing to me that my kids love going. Um, like all of the employees love my boys and it's just, it feels like a family, which I love. Obviously there's family, family has dysfunction. Don't get me wrong. That's, we're not perfect. You know, it, we're human, but yeah, I, I love being there with my kids and I love going there. But my goal, um, with Arch is I don't want to step away anytime soon. Like I, I genuinely love waxing and doing what I do. And of course I have my regular clients that I love to see, but I have employed a total of, I think, like girls. Um, and out of the, I believe six have gone on and have done their own thing, like their own businesses, which is great. Um, but I've trained those girls. And so I think I, I talk, was talking to my husband and I'm like, so what's next for us? Like, what's next for me? And so we spent a lot of time thinking about it. And I think this is the first time I'm saying it. <sighs> oh. <laughs> You have the inside scoop. Um, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to actually start holding brain classes, like really big thing with that. Um, because I feel like I'm good enough. Brain people, obviously. I can so, attest that you are good enough. I can attest your brows are beautiful. Your brows are beautiful. And even beyond the brows, because I think obviously that comes hand in hand. But I also think there's like this really fun thing that you do where like you aesthetically take pictures of your clients and like positioning of your clients and I think that's worthy of teaching too it goes beyond the brows like how do you showcase and mm -hmm. and that is something so valuable yeah. that you do and honestly there's a, another her name is Vanessa she actually said something that um I'm not here was it not could have been like secrets and yeah like yeah and so yeah. I only I only train my employees only train people that work for and I've done that for years and so now it's like I don't want to I feel like I have so much to get so I feel like I want to share with other people you know that you can have what I have and just put your own spin on it um, and I think I'm ready to finally do that, you know, because brows, I don't think will ever go away mm -mm. and people want to start their own business, do something like me and I want to share and I want to help. So yeah. Well, that's and I think it's really cool that you say that because I do think that we are blossoming from the idea that gatekeeping is necessary. I think that people are learning that like there truly is enough space for all of us, but also the fact that you've employed so many people and so many people have started their own 
is a blueprint blueprint proven um, situation where they did not take from your business when they did that. So it's almost like this, okay, this has happened, yet I still retain a successful business. Therefore, that is like exactly the recipe to show you that you can have it all, that you can teach people outside of your organization and like you won't lose from that. I feel like yet everyone successful like there's there's literally room for everybody and I do brows differently than this person and this person does brows differently than me so it's like everyone is different and everyone has their own clientele you know and you Mm -hmm. attract your clientele and I think that's important um, to know is that you know there's so many people here and everyone has room to grow you know Nicole. All right. Yes. From a mom to yes. a mom. Yes. First of all, I have a boy. He's four. Oh, I love that. When I found out I was having a boy, I was freaking ecstatic. I was like, yes. So when I look at you and you have three boys, I am like, yeah. that is goals. Are you, were you destined to, I mean, obviously, let me answer that for you. You were destined to be a boy mom. Did you want boys? I prayed so hard for boys. You did? Yay. That makes me happy because I'm like, I am such a boy mom. I like, so I look at you and I'm like, oh, that is goals. Oh my God. Thank you. I love boy moms so much, so much. They're the Uh, best. They are. They're literally the best. They're so sweet. They're aggressive they're funny boys are just boys are awesome I don't know any different love it (laughs) yeah how I mean I have one and I feel like it can get really challenging sometimes to pull myself in the necessary directions and with that being said you have three and so seriously like I just I just think it's beautiful for one that you maintain this business you love this coffee shop you have your husband involved and you have your three boys and I'm not stating that it's all rainbows and butterflies I know that it's not and obviously I think too chaoticness happens and discourse and things like that but do you feel like you've gotten to a point where you have like figured out the secret code to like balance yes to be honest I am forever grateful forever grateful because I have help I have my mom here in town. I have my mother-in-law in town. Um, and we have a pretty good schedule. So the days that I work are Tuesday and Saturday. No, Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, and I have help. And then all the other days, I just get to be a mom. Um, and so I stick to that schedule. works. And I'm forever grateful the help that I I know it's not... I don't want to take that for granted because I know a lot of people don't have the help. Um, but I think I'm able to kind of keep my head above the water because I do have so much help, especially with having three young boys. Um, and my husband works for his dad. So it kind of, it's, it's a great, it's a great thing for us because he's able to kind of step away if he needs to. So we, I have a pretty solid situation, which I'm forever grateful for. That is amazing. Yeah, I'm just I'm grateful that I'm able to kind of have a nice balance 
And again, Sephora, work-life balance. I was gonna say, do we do we tie this conversation back to Sephora? We're right. like, and th- we're like, this episode is sponsored by Sephora. I know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like the waxing podcast. Who we don't know. We don't. <laughs> no, it's 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 just so amazing to hear your story. Like I said, I like love peeling away the onion, and I also feel like too. It really gives a chance for people that are on the podcast to like reflect on their year too. Like it's not just about me asking the questions, but it's about you being like, "Wow, I'm like fully putting the timeline of my life out right now," and it's making me be like, "Wow, that's like really cool." I'm like, I've done so much, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's really cool. Like I'm so grateful. Like, I don't really get to tell my story that much, and a lot of people don't really know my full story. I think. A lot of people are just like, oh my gosh, she has this this route store and it's so cool and a coffee shop and how did she do that? But I'm like, oh my gosh, two years, years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't easy, but we did it. So I'm, I'm so grateful that you asked me to tell my story because I don't get to that often. And for anybody that already follows you, they're going to kill me if I don't ask because oh. you have the best style. Like, oh. uh, I literally just did a photo shoot. And Nicole, I cannot make this up. I promise you this is not a story that I am fabricating for the purpose of today. I did a photo shoot. And I was like, I don't know what to wear. So then I'm like, you know who dresses really cute? And I went to your Instagram. And I tried to find, like, a look to replicate. Because your style is, like, absolutely unmatched. That is so nice. Oh my gosh. I just want to know, what is your secret? Like, are, you, what, are you shopping at a place that is like a third party, like uncoded? Like where, how, tell me a little bit about it. I have to talk about your style. Okay. So one thing, I don't give anything away. I keep a lot of stuff that I probably have had in high school and I'm 32 now because you never know when you're going to need something, you know? So I keep a lot of stuff. I do a lot of thrifting. I love to go thrifting. Um, I like to find quality pieces that mm-hmm. make that don't really make sense, but somehow it kind of tells a story. And I love love Zara. Zara is my favorite. Um, I want to find like- the clothes that you're finding at Zara. I'm like, where you do you have a like to know it page? Okay, no, but I. I was thinking I can't because if I'm wearing something I got when I was 18 years old, you know, like, I don't think you'll be able to find it. I know, right? but like all the new stuff, at least give us something. Give us a little bit. <laughs> Another thing too is I feel like, um, what was I going to say I lost it? What was I going to say it was good? Man. And then I forgot Well, you'll think of it because I'm thinking to myself, I literally want you to be like, outfit of the day which you've done before I just I literally love it and I think your your employees like I think you guys like kind of like collaborate each other with each other because you guys all have really cute style thank you I mean I'm forever grateful that the girls that I hire they just they can pull it together it's great I love that (laughs) yeah because I'm like I'm looking at you guys I just feel like if I were working for you I would be like I could, I wouldn't be able to help myself, but to like try to match your energy with outfits. Like I would seriously be like walking in one day and I'd be your clone. We'd be like, <laughs> be like you look nice. 
Wait, <laughs> like, I look like you. <laughs> okay, I know what I was going to say now. Okay. Fashion, with me, I don't think I'm a trendy person. Um, you know, like when, I do like some trendy pieces, but I just buy things that I like. And if it's not in style or if it's not trendy, I feel like I put my own spin on it um, and it kind of works. So like, mm. I know like what's in style right now? Like, I don't know. What's in style? I don't, um, I, I don't know. I like am seriously in muted colors 24 seven. Let me think. Cause I just was at Target and I feel like they're a pretty good indicator on like Our, what's, what's going on. And I feel yeah. like there's like a lot of like like okay for example like overalls mm -hmm. i probably ever wear overalls say they're trending i'm not gonna wear that though so i don't necessarily follow the trends but i do like to be in style if that makes sense you know yeah though there's things i do love like I, the trousers right now the high-waist trousers with like the sneakers Ugh, that's they're amazing and i love that so i'm gonna follow that trend but if i if i don't like it then i'm not gonna do it you know yeah like you're not gonna do it just because it's a trend exactly but if it's a trend that and you like it then that's just the cherry that's just yeah yeah <laughs> this is the secret this is the this is the point i i'm coining i'm like okay so i'm just like in awe with it, it you know it's the overall aesthetic too but it, it really does show that you're a very creative person because it is very much so like ignited in your business but then also in your personal style your boys yeah. you know the very little that you put on obviously i follow you so i'm like yeah. they're so cute like you can definitely tell that it's like just within your brand to do it thank to do it that way yeah thank you. I, yeah i appreciate that so much because i i put a lot of effort into pretty much everything that i do <laughs> so when fair. someone knows it i it really means a lot so i appreciate it yeah. Oh my gosh, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I know you're so busy. I'm like, in awe. I feel like we should like get coffee, but we can't. But I feel like I this is like a, such a good coffee date. You know? I know. I it is a good coffee date. Are you, how close are you to Long Beach? Oh my gosh, I'm not close at all. Maybe no. like three. Um, Long uh, Beach is hosting a, con a beauty show and i'll be there it's august 20th and 21st i'll be there with um a brand and then also my side neighbor for the booth is kelly baker so you should come you should make a trip out of it um did you know i met kelly baker at a hotel in la when i first started so i was really like, yes yes uh, i was like oh my gosh can i take a picture she was so kind but yeah, I should probably check my schedule and like, I really would love to meet you. I think that'd be yeah. so, like, well, so fun. I think you should, Mackenzie will be there. Also, I'll invite you to this influencer event that's happening. And I will, Kelly, I'll be with Kelly. So like, yeah. it's funny. I met Kelly by like stalking her to get her to come on to the waxing podcast. She had, she was probably like, okay, girly, I'll come on. Just like, seriously stop. And now we've been, now we're friends. And like, I went to a SZA concert with her. Oh my gosh. It's just so funny. So anyway, I, Love you that. know, yeah, come, come hang out in Long Beach and come hang out with me and Kelly and Mackenzie and like, oh my God, it'll be so much fun. I would love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm considering that. No, no, I'm going to send you, I will literally send you the details okay. to the event. I promise. Okay. Thank you I'll so much for coming on to the podcast. I had so much fun. Yay. I going and I appreciate you asking me 
I had so much fun, honestly. Yeah.